Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. It's good to, it's good to be back. Um, for those that don't know, <clears throat> last Shabbat, uh, was the start of a brand new Mishnah Yomi cycle, um, encouraging the whole Kahal, the whole Klal Israel to study Mishnayot, uh, two Mishnayot a day, with the uh, intent to to finish all of Shas in six years. Now it's not; it, it is kind of like Daf Yomi, but a lot easier than Daf Yomi. Uh, you know, two Mishnayot. Baruch Hashem, we have Mishnayot here in the library. You can feel free. You're only about five days uh, behind, so you're okay. Six days. Six days behind. Quite easy. I encourage all of you. Mishnah is so important. We learn here every day between Micha and Arvid. And uh, you can check out the new website that was created by the uh, Orthodox Union, allmishnah.com. So you know they have the alldaf.com for Daf Yomi uh, studiers. But they have allmishnah.com where they have various shurim that, that are given for two Mishnayot a day. And they range from as short as... Three minutes to uh, 15 minutes. So uh, whatever, whatever time is allowed in your schedule, you have, what to choose, well, you have what to choose from. And I encourage everybody, if they have the opportunity, to study, study the Mishnayot, daily Mishnayot. It's very nice. Uh, we are continuing with our own Mishnayot. And the last we left off was on the second parak of Masechet Yevamot. We are on Mishnah Yud. <clears throat> Um, the Mishnah, which is the final Mishnah in the chapter, deals with uh, a neder, vows that uh, a woman made a woman made a vow that she would not benefit anything from her husband. So she made a neder. Uh, so in essence, she's now forbidden to her husband because you made a neder. I'm not going to benefit from my husband. And therefore, as a result, Masechet Nedarim talks about this. She has to now divorce her husband. How can you live with your husband without without benefiting from him. There are two ways to be released from the vow. One way is that the husband can cancel the vow. And another way is that you bring a chacham, an exceptional Torah sage, and, um, and when he will find the proper grounds to annulling the vow. So now, this Mishnah is talking about a case where the woman made the, the neder, the husband did not cancel the vow, and she now came to the chacham, to release her from it. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Yud Perk Bet. So now you have a sage who, after listening to what the woman did, she he continued to forbid her to her husband due to the vow. Meaning he didn't find grounds in order to annul, to release her from the neder. The Mishnah says, This sage cannot marry this woman after the divorce, because now she has to divorce her husband. But he can now go and marry her afterwards because people are going to suspect that the Chacham uh, purposely didn't find a way to release her from the neder just so that he could marry her. But if the girl, there was a girl who performed mi'un or chalitza, mi'un is she denied, uh, as a child she was given over to um, to a man to be married and she, she refused, or chalitza in the presence of a chacham. In that situation, Yisayena, the chacham can marry 
the woman afterward. Here he's just acting as a, uh, a part of a beddin with other judges there um, for the mi'un and the chalitza, so he can marry this woman if he wants to. If any of these men, okay, who, like in this Mishnah, um, uh, the husband or the one, the agent who brought the get, which we spoke about in the last year, way back when. So if any of these men had wives at the time that they uh, freed the woman to remarry, Vametu, and these wives later died, the women who they now enabled to, to remarry, okay, um, may marry these men uh, because we're not, we're not suspecting them in having these plans uh, to marry the, the women while they still had wives. And as well, if any of these women married others after these men enabled them to remarry, and then they were divorced or widowed, they are allowed to marry the men who enabled them to remarry um, because these men did not enable her to marry, to marry in order to marry her because she married someone else first. And all of these women are permitted to the sons or brothers of these men who enabled them to marry. All right, so that concludes the third chapter of Masechet uh, Yevamot. Okay, the fourth chapter of, the third chapter, that concludes the second chapter of Masechet Yevamot, rather. The third chapter of Masechet Yevamot, we're back to the, uh, the charts. All right, so again, the best way to go through this, being that we don't have markers and, and chart paper behind me, it's, I guess just to visualize the best that you can in your mind as we go through this. Okay, Arba'a Achim. If there are four brothers, Shnai Mehen Nesuim Shteachayot. Two of them were married to two sisters. Umetu Anesuim Etachayot. Two of the brothers that were married to the sisters died. Hare Elu Cholsot Velo Mityabamot. These sisters now have to perform Halitza with the remaining two brothers, but cannot be taken into uh, Yibum. So, okay? And if the surviving brothers did perform Yibum, even though they weren't supposed to, they have to divorce, they have to divorce them because the, the marriages were forbidden. This is the opinion of the Tanakhama. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, it's actually a machloke between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel. Bet Shammai Bet Shammai says, if the two surviving brothers actually went ahead and married those sisters, then they could still keep them. Ubet meaning stay married. Ubet Hillel omnim yotziu. It's Bet Hillel that says that they must divorce, and we follow Bet Hillel, so they have to divorce. Mishnah Bet. Haita achat mehen asura al ha'echad isur erva. If one of the sisters was forbidden to the living, one of the living brothers under an erva, Prohibition. Remember, for example, let's say one of this, this sister was the guy's mother-in-law. So that's one of the ervas. Asurba, then he's forbidden to marry her. Umutar bachota, but he could, he is allowed to marry or perform yibum with her sister, this mother-in-law's sister. Ve'asheni asubishtehen. The second brother is forbidden to both sisters because he has a yibum bond with both of them. Isur mitzvah ve'isur kedusha. If one of the sisters was forbidden to the living brothers as a result of Isur um, Mitzvah, a prohibition, we spoke about this, a prohibition due to the Mitzvah to keep rabbinic laws, or an Isur Kedusha, or a prohibition due, due to maintain the sanctity 
of the kehuna. In that case, each sister needs to perform haritza, cannot be taken into Yibum. Mishnah Gimel. Hayta achat mehen asura isur erva. If one of the sisters was forbidden to the brother as a result of an erva prohibition. The second sister was, per, for, was forbidden to that brother under an erva prohibition. The sister forbidden to this brother can do yibum to that brother. And the sister that's forbidden to this brother is permitted to that brother. This is the application to what the Chachamim said earlier in the Masechet. If you have an Erva's sister who is also a sister-in-law, the sister can perform Chalitza or Yibum. Okay. The next four Mishnayot talk about um, cases where there are three brothers and two of them are married to two sisters. Mishnah Dalet. Shlosha Achim. There were three brothers. Two of them were married to two sisters. Or to a woman and her daughter. Or these two brothers were married to a woman and her granddaughter. Or to a woman and her granddaughter from the son's side. And now both of these men died, both of these brothers died childless. The law is, these women have to perform chalitza with the remaining brother. Remember, there were three brothers, so they have to perform chalitza with the remaining brother and cannot be taken into Yibum. Rabbi Shimon Poter. Rabbi Shimon says, even chalitza you don't have to do, okay? Because when you have two closely related women that fall together to one Yabam, there's no Yibum bond according to Rabbi Shimon. If one of the women was forbidden to him because of an erva. Asurba, then the remaining brother is uh, forbidden to, to her. Umutar ba'chota, but is permitted to marry her sister. Isur mitzvah o isur kedusha. If one of the women was forbidden because of an isur mitzvah, which was, again, to keep rabbinic laws, or because to re- uh, retain the, maintain the sanctity of the keuna, cholotzot velo mitiabmot, both women have to perform chalitza, but they cannot be taken in Yibum. Similar situation. Again, three brothers. Two of them are married to two sisters. The other one um, was unmarried. He stayed unmarried. The husband of one of the sisters died. Now the unmarried brother went to the widow and made a ma'amar. A ma'amar was like this form of marriage. It wasn't a real kiddushin, but it is considered technically like a kiddushin. And then the other brother died. Bet Shammai Omrim, Bet Shammai says, Ishto imo, the ma'amar wife of the unmarried brother stays with him. And the other widow from the second brother that died can go out um, and marry whoever she wants. Um, without chalitza. Bet Hillel omrim, motzi et ishto begetu b'chalitza. Bet Hillel says, he has to send out the ma'amar wife with a get, because you have to undo the, the ma'amar, because it's like, it's almost like a kiddushin, so they have, she needs a divorce. And she, then he has to do a chalitza to remove the yibum bond. Ve'eshet achi b'chalitza. And then he sends out the second widow to do uh, with chalitza. 
זוהי שאמרו, this is what החכמים said, אוי לו על אשתו ואוי לו על אשת אחיו, that woe to him over his wife who he now has to divorce through no fault of his own because the second brother died, ואוי לו על אשת אחיו and woe over to his brother's wife who can, also cannot marry because they have a, there's a, um, a bond over there. Okay, another case of three brothers. שלושה אחים, three brothers. שניים מהם נשואים שתי אחיות. Two of them married two sisters. ואחד נשוי נוכרית. One of them, um, and, and one of the, the, the remaining brother was married to uh, another girl. נוכרית here doesn't mean non-Jew. It means like a, a stranger, meaning not, no relation. מת אחד מבעלי אחיות. The husband of one of the sisters died. וחנס נשוי נוכרית את אשתו. And the brother who was married to the stranger then married the widow of the brother. That's a mitzvah. Yibum. All good. Vamet. Now he died. Okay? He died childless. So you have two widows um, that are left to the living brother. Harishona yotza mishumachot isha. The first widow who was originally married to the first brother who died goes out free um, because she's achotisha, she's the wife's sister. And the second widow goes out free because she's the co-wife. This was all actually learned in the first Mishnah of the Masechet. If the brother who was married to the stranger, meaning the uh, random girl, not, not no relation to the sisters, okay, um, if he didn't marry the first brother's widow, but he made a ma'amar with her, and then died, the stranger performs chalitza with the living brother, but cannot be taken into Yibum. Shlosha achim, three brothers. Shnai mehem nesuim shte achayot. Two of them married two sisters. Vechad nesuim nochrit, and one of them married the stranger. Met nad nesuim nochrit, the one married to the stranger died. Vechanas achad mi baale achayot etishto, and the husband of one of the, who married, one of the husband who married one of the sisters married the wife in Yibum. Very good, fulfilled the mitzvah. Vamet. Now that guy died. So you have two, two wives for Yibum. But just a different order in how it happened. The first woman, who was the original brother of the, of the, the original wife of the second brother, is now free to remarry without Khalitza because she's a sister of the living brother's wife. And the second woman is, becomes a co-wife. She also goes free. But if the second brother didn't marry the Nochrit, but rather performed Ma'amar with her, Bamet, and then died, Nochrit Cholezev Lomitabemet, the stranger has to, this stranger woman has to perform Chalitza and cannot be taken into Yibum. Okay, let's do maybe one Mishnah more. Still got a few minutes. Shalosha Achim, three brothers. Shnai Mehem Nesuim Shteachayot. Two of them married two sisters. Bechad Nasui Nochrit, one of them married the stranger. Met echad mi baalei achayot, husband of one of the sisters died. Vechanas nasui nochit et ishto, the one married to the stranger married the dead brother's wife. Umeta ishto shel sheni, then the, the wife of the other brother, which was the second sister, also died. Veachakach met nasui nochit, the brother married to the stranger died. Harezu asura alav olamit, this woman, who was the first brother's widow, is forbidden to that remaining brother forever. Because she was forbidden to him at one time, um, when her first husband died, she couldn't marry to him. And once you're prohibited to marrying someone according to Allah, you can no longer marry them anymore just because the brother died and there's a yibum option there. 
there were three brothers, two of them married two sisters, one of them was married to the stranger. The husband of one of the sisters divorced his wife, and the brother married to the stranger, then died. So we have the stranger woman was, uh, was now fell to the two remaining brothers for Yibum. The brother who divorced um, his wife married her in Yibum, Vamet, and then he died. So now what we're left is we have the stranger woman falling to the third brother for Yibum. This is what the Chachamim says. All the Arvaz that were listed in the first Mishnah, if they died or they were divorced before their husband passed away, their co-wives are permitted to uh, the living uh, brother. And um, this is uh, how, this is what reference to the first Mishnah that we had in the start of the uh, Masechet. Okay, we'll conclude here.